We have been in this series titled Scars. We've been learning how God works through our scars and how our scars can be a testimony to His redemption and His love and grace. Last Sunday we saw how uh, Jacob's scar, especially his limp, um, became a testimony of God's healing power and work in his life to help him become uh, the patriarch of Israel. And so today we're going to look at the scars of the Apostle Paul. Just days before Christmas in 1952, uh, Billy Graham, he went uh, around visiting veteran hospitals. He went from bed to bed and he was talking to these uh, soldiers and airmen, men and women from the Navy and, and from the Marines, and these soldiers were injured during World War II and also Korea. Many of them lost limbs and eyesight and health and had scars in service to their country. Some have been in the hospital, Billy Graham found out, for, for years, and, and some of them even for the rest of their lives. What a price they've paid for us all. Billy talked to one man, and he testifies, and he said that a man lost his whole leg in World War II. When he remarked about the price the soldier had paid, he remembered that this soldier said, it was worth it. My leg was worth it because we are free. That's so powerful. You let some veterans show you some scars that they've received in battle, and you'll realize how much suffering and heartache and blood our freedom has cost. And so it reminds us the great lessons that we have as Christians. As the Apostle Paul reminds us that he has these scars from his testimony in Galatians 6.17. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. In other words, Paul is testifying that he bore the branding of the marks of a slave in service to his master, his king, Jesus Christ, in subjection to his leadership in his life. And this was born out of love and devotion to Christ, which ultimately leads to liberty of those whom he proclaimed to. Liberty and freedom, spiritual freedom, that he would lay down his life for. In the ancient world, there was three classes of, of persons that were branded, that had brands on their bodies, soldiers and slaves and devotees. And when Paul declared that on his body were the marks of Jesus Christ, he referred to those scars from scourgings and stonings and vigils and turmoil that he endured for the sake of Christ. And it showed that he wholly belonged to this mission, his master. His mission of evangelism throughout the world. Check this out. In the testimony from Galatians 2, chapter 11. Hold on to your pew, folks, your chair. Are there servants of Christ? I'm out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison much more frequently, been flogged much more severely, have been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, danger in the country, danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled. And have often gone without sleep. 
I've known hunger and thirst, and I've often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak? And I do not feel weak. Who is led into sin? And I do not inwardly burn. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. Wow, what a resume. (laughs) Can you imagine Paul's body? And in his old age, just experiencing and seeing those scars that were laid upon him for his mission and ministry, these battle scars. Paul was not popular in his day. He was despised. He was rejected. And if he was, as if he was saying, my skin is scarred from these beatings, from these lashings, these hunger and thirst, and I, but I have stood by the gospel for my own life, and he knows it was worth it. It was worth it to you and me, wasn't it? Today, we live in a world where there's lies told about Christians, I believe. People telling lies about us. And we take a lot of abuse, man, from the world. Because they're telling lies. And it's happening in our world. We're seeing that the evil is becoming greater and greater. And I've never experienced that before, that in the last three or four years. It's not popular to use the word sin anymore. Addiction's on the rise, though. Suicide is on the rise. And it seems like the truth is so hard to find. And what testimony do we have with our lives to counter these things? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's a world where we should stand up for Jesus, and there's a possibility, yeah, we'll be publicly ridiculed and mocked, but there's a way in which we can do that in this world by testifying, like Tony did at the beginning of this service, this sermon, There's a way in which we can testify and invite people to church. Hey, come with me to the 11 o'clock traditional service. As a matter of fact, I'll drive you, and then I'll take you out to lunch afterward. Hey, this is why I did the rummage sale. This is why I laid my body on the line for this rummage sale. $16,500 raised. Testify to that. There's a cost to following Christ, and we do that. And there's just so many more ways, and there's so much testimony within here among you. I remember when I was a waiter at the Omni Netherlands in uh, downtown Cincinnati. It's now the Hilton. And I worked at the Palm Court restaurant as a waiter. And I remember uh, this guy came on as another waiter And after a couple weeks, we were trying to get to know each other a little bit. And he came up to me one night after work, and he pointed at me. And he said, Jonathan, are you one of those Christians? (laughs) I remember gulping. Um, I was put on the spot. I was called into question. I passed because I said, yes. I am a Christian. He goes, I am too. (laughs) And then we hug. And it was so cool to have a brother in Christ as a waiter there. You know, the cost of following Christ, we can experience that, can't we? Our security, our family, our relationships, our reputation, and even, yes, maybe our possibility of our well-being, our finances. So we must all ask, where are my scars? How have I stepped beyond these cultural waves 
into paying a significant price for my faith. In today's world, it's imperative right now, my friends, that we step into a reality that we share what we have in Christ Jesus with others. And these kinds of sharing of our scars can speak loudly and give us a testimony to the incredible worth of knowing and following Jesus Christ. Nowhere in the New Testament do I see uh, (laughs) Christians as, as powerful or successful Like Paul, think about Jesus. He was despised and rejected. Nowhere nowhere to lay his head. He was born in another person's stable. (laughs) He died outside the city walls. He was an outcast. Having come to his own who received him, as John testified, they received him not. He was buried in another man's tomb. And in his footsteps followed the heroes of the faith who were tortured and mocked and imprisoned. And think about it, just for a second. I think I said this on Easter, but I'm going to say it again. These people laid down their lives for a past positive experience, a past positive message. People lay down their lives, man, if there's tyranny around. Maybe they lay down their lives if, if they have some kind of future hope. These guys and gals laid down their lives for something that happened in the past. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Many parts of the world, being a Christian still means suffering. But here in America, giving your life to Jesus Christ brings sometimes very little persecution. This past week, we've been blessed to receive uh, 10 brothers and sisters in Christ from Seoul, South Korea. Here in Cincinnati, to to join with us, they prayed for our city, our church, for Anderson Hills, for our nation. And altogether, there were 400 uh, Christians. And this video shows what they did in here. Do you recognize that place? They had 40 cities printed on this flag. And they came in here, and they prayed for Cincinnati. They prayed for this church. They prayed for you. They prayed for the pastors. And folks... They spent about $2,500 of their own money and probably had to use a week of their vacation just to come to pray. They didn't go sightseeing around Cincinnati. They didn't go to a Reds game. On Wednesday and Thursday night, they held these prayer services. And I experienced for myself this powerful, unique, and passionate expression of their prayer life. And all they wanted to do was kneel in front of this altar and pray. And pray for our people. Pray for our city. Pray for the river. They, they prayed for the Ohio River. They prayed for the place to experience the land, to experience the healing. This evening at 6 p.m., this Sunday evening at our Salem campus, you can experience for yourself these Koreans are going to come and have a prayer service. Powerful prayers that you can go to. There's free child care. And you can meet our new friends because I think they're heading back tomorrow. Just powerful testimony. Amazing. All for the sake of praying for revival in our nation. I was over at Salem just a, a little while ago and the, one of the pastors said, he said, well, he called me handsome. I couldn't believe it. He said it on handsome. <laughs> He said, you're a very handsome man. (laughs) Um, 
And he said that he loves the United States. This is his fourth visit. And he wants spiritual revival. He wants our country to turn to righteousness and goodness. What would cause a person to give up so much of their time and their own money to come and pray for people they have never met? I believe in the love. It's because of the love of Jesus Christ that's alive in them. All of us need to ask the question, where are my scars? How have I stepped beyond the current cultural norm of modern-day Christianity to pay a significant price for my faith? In today's world, like I said, it's imperative for us. It is. You can't stroll down easy street and be like the world. Like scars we have from our healings, these kinds of scars, they can speak loudly and give testimony of the incredible worth of following Jesus Christ and helping them explore faith. You see, Jesus invited us not to a picnic, but to a pilgrimage. He offered to us not an excursion, but really an an execution to die to self in the flesh. And salvation is free, but discipleships cost everything that we have. Have you died to the promptings of this world? Have you died to the works of the flesh? Do you bear on your body the marks of Christ, the scars of Christ? You know, we bear the marks of that which enslaves us. We really do, or has mastery over that. You and I either branded with the marks of Christ or the marks of the enemy, Paul says, which is a life lived in the flesh. Look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 24. Paul says, the acts or marks of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and all the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. In this original language, he's talking about that marking of the flesh of these things. But he says the Bible teaches the marks of the Christian are this, are these, love and joy and peace and forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. What marks do you bear on your body When life's perils and conflicts and suffering is over, what marks will you have? The marks of the Spirit, I hope. Have you had the brand of Christ on you today? By committing your life to Jesus Christ and surrendering to His Lordship, your sins can be forgiven. You can become a child of God, adopted into God's family. You can know what it means to have these marks and be called to be a follower of Jesus Christ and help this world to become more magnificent in Him to where God is glorified. And I beg you to surrender to Jesus and be ready to bear reproach for Him and to suffer and even die if necessary for him in order to really live for him, my friends. Are you a Christian? Are you proud of it? You should be able to say with the Apostle Paul in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Sometimes it's more difficult to live for Christ than to die for him. 
God wants, wants men and women who will live a Christian life each day, though in doing so, you may get scars. But remember what that veteran said from that earthly war. He said it was worth it. It was worth it. We are free. We are free indeed. Will you pray with me? Oh God, we are humbled and we give you thanks for each and every way you have called us to surrender our lives to you and to bear the marks of Christ on our body and in our lives. It's truly a privilege whenever we suffer for you. May we see it as a privilege. May it bring you glory and draw others to you and to make us even closer to you. Lord Jesus, lead us into an ever-deepening commitment with you. Show us where we can get closer to you. Make us burn brightly with your light. Let us be branded (laughs) overtly for you. That other people won't be able to help to see you living in and through us. Show us how our scars have come from following you can be an encouragement for someone we know. Help us to share our love for you and your love for us with someone who needs to hear it, no matter the cost. Amen.